That's good. Uh, before we get going, uh, a little birdie told me you have a story about being at a wedding and uh, got cancelled because this guy was getting breastfed <laughs> by his mum. <laughs> No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we got some. We got some. Someone's fed us a line here. Yeah. <laughs> that's 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 like an urban legend that's been flying around the UK. Well, this guy, he, I, he was saying that, I, and he was like, "No, but Lloyd was there. He was there. <laughs> like he started the legend." <laughs> and it must I think. I, I think there's a gossip mongers podcast, and someone told it on that, and then. I must have been told it by five or six different people. Like, oh, this happened to a mate of mine. It's like, you fucking did. And, like, <laughs> he was ge- he's getting breastfed by his mum, right? Yeah, yeah. And then the wife so- sees it and then calls off the wedding. Day before, apparently. <laughs> I've, heard two st- I've heard the day of the wedding, halfway through, and the wedding, like the night before. Oh, yeah. I mean... Man, you'd no. have to definitely, you'd have to definitely postpone. <laughs> <laughs> you having some words? <laughs> I don't know. Give you, give you, you the right. You. Put you in a good mood for the fucking walk. I reckon. Suck it's a bit crazy of that they, someone's made that story that it happened during the wedding. Like they just, <laughs> <laughs> just yeah. stepped out for a sip. Pretty quiet. <laughs> You'd definitely be on the shit table if that's the case. <laughs> that's the, the yarn you're trying to spin. <laughs> Uh, I think um, I think it was you sucking the tit. That's why you're being so ambiguous about mm-hmm. the uh, story. <laughs> oh, I never even the urban legend. Yeah. <laughs> never um, heard of it. <laughs> All right, should we yeah, get it was, in? It was my wedding. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to kick us off, Cameron? Yeah, we're back for another week, baby. This is the mug off. We're joined by a red hot guest all the way from Melbourne. It's Lloyd Langford. Thanks for thanks for coming in, man. Thank you for having me, guys. Yeah, missed you by a by a dick hair when you're in Sydney, so we've had to get you on Zoom. Man, how was your time in Sydney? You were at a fancy awards show, right? Oh yeah, man, that was fucking tedious. Oh yeah. Um, Did you see any celebs acting up? Well, because I don't know who anyone is because I'm <laughs> from the UK, so yeah, um, that's the I, best though. I knew um, the people on our table was. Um, Celia Pacola, Luke McGregor, Susie Youssef, me and Anne. Yeah, mm. so it's a good that table. was fine. Are you are you a bit but of they, a, a celeb in the UK? No. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I've I've been to award ceremonies before, and they're and I mean they're always just too long, and like I wouldn't have gone, but but Anne wanted the support, so obviously I was like, yeah, I'll, I'll come along. But I was. My fingers were crossed for a night off in Sydney. <laughs> <laughs> Calling up a bomb threat in a funny accent. <laughs> oh, very nice. Fuck. But it was a fun time down here. Oh, up here though? Yeah, it was great. I mean, we... Because we, we've been in lockdown in Melbourne for, for four or five months, <laughs> like we, we got a place in Kudji and we were at the beach every day and... Yeah. I did some gigs. I got to play the Sydney Opera House, and um, yeah, it was it was really fun. I didn't really want to come back, but we had some gigs in, so we sort of had to come back. Ugh. Opera House equivalent gigs in Melbourne? <laughs> no, to like twenty five people. Yeah. <laughs> well, you don't want to miss those. <laughs> <laughs> they built, they paid for tickets. <laughs> yeah, that's um. You were you were here for a pretty hot week too. That was you. Were, oh yeah. That, that, there were a couple of days where uh, I couldn't leave the house, otherwise I'd like, spontaneously combust. Yeah, it was pretty fucked. I was, I was doing a bit of struggling myself that weekend. Yeah. Sweating through I'm the bed. I'm not in the heat, huh? so... Yeah. <laughs> Fuck me neither. Yeah, I'm not, born, I'm, not, I'm not built for it. Maybe I'm Welsh as well. <laughs> <laughs> either that or just a bit of a fat cunt. But yeah. Either way, I don't do well in the heat. This guy doesn't take his shirt off at the beach. <laughs> <laughs> I, put, I put another one on. Yeah. <laughs> Well, um, big we news for me, I've been working on something, fellas. Oh, yeah? Here's a little, like, uh, movie idea. It's, yeah. it's called uh, Schindler's Diss. <laughs> and um, instead of, um, like, hiding the Jews, mm-hmm. he starts a career in roast comedy. So he just, he roasts the Jews. Like, he's like, you motherfucker, yeah. look at your skinny eyes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> What like do you guys think? <laughs> you're getting out of here. Oh, no, you're not. <laughs> oh, I think they're coming. <laughs> I like it. I think it's good. Right, sick. It's yeah, definitely like got it. some legs. Yeah. All right. Good. I'll pitch that at the next uh, white executive producing film meeting. Uh, Matt. Please do. What do you reckon of that, Lloyd? It's got some. It's got something in it. Schindler's Diss. Yeah. The roast comedy biopic. Yeah, I mean, 
It would be a real 180 <laughs> from the character. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if the public would believe that kind of heel turn from Oscar Schindler. <laughs> <laughs> That's how we get him, the old rope-a-dope. Yeah. He, di- he died uh, quite poor, Oscar Schindler. Did you know that, Lloyd? I'll be honest with you, I've never seen the film. I mean, I, I, I kind of, I, I'm aware of the gist of it. Mm. Well, why don't you tell us, tell me what, what you think it's about? It's about a guy who has a very unsuccessful career as a roast battle comedian. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I like this. <laughs> and then decides to channel something. his energies into humanitarian <laughs> efforts. You man, I got to watch this movie. <laughs> yeah. oh, I just bought that yeah. script. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Sorry if, uh, sorry if I seem a bit off uh, this week, boys. Uh, I copped a knee to the head this week, Lloyd. A knee to the head. You ever been kneed in the head? Oh, yeah, probably in a rugby game, mm. but not, like, out in the wild. <laughs> <laughs> Is that where you're going to do No, I was, I, was in I, a, I was in a gym, and uh, I, got, I got fucking uh, KO'd, uh, bit my lip, another concussion on the pile there. <laughs> yeah, for free, too. And, uh, yeah, so I feel a bit... Um, Jerry does uh, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, Lloyd. Yes. <laughs> Were you doing such an impressive um, chin-up that you... <laughs> kind of went through and need yourself in the head. Oh, I wish. How did it happen? I just go, there's a big fella. I was rolling around the mat with him, you know, cuddling, canoodling, trying to tap, trying to fall in love. And um, yeah, his knee just swung out straight in the jaw. And I bit down on my mouthpiece oh. and pissed blood everywhere. Lord. Made it uh, kissing him on the neck. Oh, very awkward. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure he's... Oh, you so you're, you're a Greco-Roman wrestler. <laughs> 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 yeah, in the truest sense of the word. <laughs> He's a yeah. traditionalist. He comes in naked. <laughs> Old fig leaf fucking boxes over here. In the white trunks, Jerry's opponent. In the fig leaf, Jerry. <laughs> they were a gay that couldn't be wearing more clothes and I couldn't be wearing any less. <laughs> uh, leaf to string. Uh, yeah. But yeah, so I, I, I still feel quite dumb. Uh, so <laughs> you'll have to excuse me if I'm off the pace. Didn't you get hit in the throat as well? Yeah, I got hit in the throat as well. Um, but that was by a different guy. <laughs> Quite <laughs> the just evening. Get, just getting towelled up. I couldn't talk and I was like, didn't know where I was. So not great. <laughs> not a great combination <laughs> to be driving hell. you I'm to like Newcastle. <laughs> Is this is this like arguments over who's using the equipment? No, I was. Uh, no, he's fuck. He's training to be a fighter. I'm trying. I was doing MMA training, and I got to knee the oh, head. Oh yeah. yeah. We started this podcast because um Jerry wants to fight his old boss, so he's training in in martial arts. I'm sick of being disrespected, Lloyd. I can't have it anymore. So I was like, I'm gonna learn how to fight and go flog my old boss. Oh yeah, you need like um Pai Mei or someone like a kung fu master that well, can. Take you under his wing. Yeah, either yeah. that or therapy. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> a hug. <laughs> oh, anything would be good. Or a, yeah. or a weapon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was a, either buy a gun or go try. I should have just bought the gun. Yeah, yeah. just trolley pole him after work. Just just sucker punch him like that. It's probably the best way to do it. Nah, in my head it, it all plays out quite differently. I walk onto the side and I'm like. Steve out the front and everyone goes oh my god it's happening <laughs> like that and there's a big line it's a fair fight no one uses a brick he goes down with one <laughs> mighty blow and I step over him and I become the new boss interesting yeah, <laughs> you just inherit his ABN <laughs> <laughs> yeah. that's how it works you flog the boss you become the boss alright that's interesting mm. Of the, that's, that's the law of the site. Yeah, I think so anyway. Yeah, it's a, the unwritten rule by men in high That and if you, if you own the radio, you pick the music. That's the other rule of the site. Yep. How many blokes are bringing their radios in? Is it, is it already decided that one guy's the radio guy? Nah, there's a few guys trying to be the radio guy for sure normally. Really? Yeah. Have you ever worked on a job site, Lloyd? I used to work in a factory in Wales. Fuck. Um, that's probably yeah. pretty close. Oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. What were you with, doing? With some, um, I was mainly getting bullied. Let's start off the mug offs now. <laughs> Man, I never understand how the funniest guy at work gets bullied. Like, yeah. shall, was there he the probably wasn't. Of, factory workers are pretty funny. Mm. Yeah, right. Were you the funny guy was, in, the, in the factory? I, I was like, re, I was very young, obviously, and I hadn't done that kind of work before. So, yeah, I yeah. think the first day. 
um, we were all sat around the table, like eating our pack lunches, and everyone started laughing at me, and I wasn't sure what was happening. And my boss had stood behind me, uh, taking his dick out of his trousers and just like draped it over my shoulder. <laughs> I mean, it's good gear. It's good gear. <laughs> Fucking hell, that's first day. How old? How yeah. old were you when when this cock was on your shoulder? Uh, I think it was like the uh, that was the other problem. I think I was in university, so it was like in the summer holidays when I was in university. So I was maybe eighteen, nineteen. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Just legal to get what, a dick on the shoulder. What can you do in that situation? Like, it just like kind of brush it off you like it's a fly. Nah. Yeah, I sort of like. Um, <laughs> I sort of. Def- Defensively batted it away. <laughs> I, I don't know what the the name is in cricket, but I sort of hit hit it to the side. <laughs> oh well, onto the next shoulder. Did you, did you keep working there after that, or just quit? No, it was fun, man. I like they all had a really good sense of humour. Usually, <laughs> usually they would just leave me and one of the other younger guys to get on with a job together, and then. I would only really get bullied at the beginning of the day, lunchtime, and in the van on the way home. <laughs> the big three. <laughs> Breakfast, lunch, dinner. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, at least you weren't copping too much then, I suppose. Mm. I watched one boss just fucking, uh, like, just nail gun a kid into fucking the toilets. Like, yeah. Because it's all made out of wood or whatever, and then you'd have like a fake lab. Oh, he like now, now gunned him in. And then as soon as this kid went in, he just said, get get the, the PAS load and just fucking do, 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 and just locked him in there for like 40 minutes. It was like stinking hot. Oh. I was like, good Lord. That's <laughs> brutal. Yeah. I had, a, I had a pretty funny story uh, earlier this week. Speaking of uh, workplace bullying, I was at the, um, I was at the barber. Your specialty. Right? Yeah. I was at the barber, right? And um, the barber's cut my hair, and he says, you know, a lot of people ask for this haircut that you've got. And I was like, oh, yeah. And he goes, Look shit on heaps of people, and I was like, ah, oh, fuck <laughs> And he goes, no, 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 not you. I was like, what? It, it's all right. He's like, yeah, no, you're fine. You got good hair for it. Like some people come in, and it looks shit. And I was like, do they realise? And he goes, nah. I'm like, do you tell them? He's like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he had this guy come in, and he's like, he was, he had beautiful hair. It was perfect, but he was ugly. And he comes in, he sits in the chair, and he goes, I want you to make me look good. And he says, I started cutting this guy's hair and then I said, I don't know what you want me to do, man. You're ugly. <laughs> I can't do shit. The guy's like, what do you mean? He's like, yeah. I mean, what's this guy want from me? I'm a fucking, I'm a barber. I'm not a magician. Yeah. This guy was being so funny. And then he's like, and then this guy, he knew one of my mates. He was telling my mate, he's like, that barber in Newtown, he's a fucking prick. He called me ugly. <laughs> this guy and sounds t- like he's a character straight out of Schindler's Roast. Yeah, him. I like him. <laughs> Spot I mean, for him in the factory. He goes, look at me. I've got shit hair and I'm ugly. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> of course, well, you're giving out $7 haircuts, mate. What's going on? That's well, so f- funny with the, uh, with the dick on the show. I think I've t- said this on the show before, but one of my old housemates used to be bald. And my other housemate had the world's biggest dick. Like, he would just always get it out. And his big, famous, like, funny gag was when he was on the couch, he would roll, like, the fucking... Roll it back and just get the head and start tapping him on the bald head with it. And he never... He t- to this day, he doesn't know. Like he still doesn't know that that He knows. He, he doesn't knows. know. He knows for sure. He never turned around and caught him. And he's just like, oh, do you want something? He's like, nah, man. Yeah, but he knows. You reckon? Yeah, I think it's... A, you can't... The moment he turns back, he's got to do something about it. Because so that guy was like 33 and we were like the 22-year-old kids <laughs> in the share house. But just one of us had, you know... A, An the, absolute hog The world's him. biggest dick, yeah. How like, emasculating. It's, oh. it's got, a, it's got a, a very different density to a finger. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it kind of sticks afterwards, he, he I knows. imagine. Yeah. It tacks to it. Skin I, on skin. It used to just fucking... Like cave me in. Like, oh, yeah. I, I'd see it and just start laughing and fall on the floor, and it'd be like, "What are you laughing at?" I'm like, "Nothing." Guy. Could nothing. you imagine if you were in a lunchroom and saw a young bloke getting a dick put on his shoulder? You wouldn't be. They'd be getting no more work out of you. Oh yeah, no, that's it. But I think it is. You'd it, have to go home <laughs> sick. Yeah, it is getting nicer because um, I saw this like young kid sitting in front of the um, 
the male toilets, like eating his lunch. And I was like, fuck, this guy's going to get fucking torn apart here. <laughs> and, th- and some older guy just tapped him and goes, mate, don't sit in front of the toilets. You look like a fucking pedophile. <laughs> and he goes, oh, okay, and just moved. But it's like, in years gone by, they, they would have just gone, oi, come ever get a big fucking... <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. Oh, let's go tease this <laughs> poor kid who's... Oh. First day is sitting in a toilet block. <laughs> when um, me and my brother were painting um, like houses and stuff, we had um, do you know um, Becky's partner Chris Lloyd? Oh uh, yeah, I've met Chris a few so times. He yeah. was he was helping us out. He's got a social work background. <laughs> <laughs> we'd, we'd give him a brush and help him paint. <laughs> but one, there's a great photo of like he was trying to paint a ceiling, and instead of opening up the three foot step ladder, and like using it like a ladder, he just had it flat on the ground and then just stood on. The ladder to get what to paint ten centimeters higher to get ten centimeters higher. Then me and my brother <laughs> just like fucking laughed at him. And we're like, no, 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 brother, do it properly. And then we put two step ladders on top. <laughs> I'll see if I can find the photo. We fucking lit him up. <laughs> fucking dumb cunt. <laughs> oh man, office bullying is fucking so good. I love it. It's one. Of, this is one of the few places people can still get bullying. This podcast. Yeah, yeah so. that's true. It's pretty much been outlawed. <laughs> yeah. I love bullying. It's so good. It's good for me. There needs to be more of it. Victim and both, like perpetrator. Yeah. <laughs> you take it and you give it. Yeah. <laughs> Lloyd, as is uh, in keeping with the theme of this podcast, do you yourself have any mug-offs? Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Lay them on us, brother. <laughs> I'm very excited to hear these. When I messaged I you f- about this, you immediately said, I've got a couple. And I was like, oh, yeah, I love I love a guy who doesn't say, oh, I'll have a think about it. It's like, I've got this disrespect right at the forefront yeah, well, of my he, mind. He comes from the land of the mug off. England. Yeah. <laughs> might be old England. Actually, I had a, I had a very um, intense mug off over a period of a week. Um, in Australia, when I first came here to do comedy roadshow, mm. mm. so I was doing um, a week of shows in the theatre in Newcastle, um, and the other people on the lineup were um, Joel Creasy was on, Ursula Carlson, Tom Barlad, and Dave Carlin. <laughs> and Jesus! The oh, first night when I came on stage, the first night. There was a lot of smoke on the stage from like the dry ice machine and it looked like too much for me really. <laughs> <laughs> and I was, you know, you'd expect, I don't know, fucking Barry Manilow or someone. You'd be like, all right, fair enough. This is a, a, a requisite level of smoke. <laughs> Some guy with a big face from Wales. Like, it's, it's really not adding anything. That's either not enough smoke or too much smoke <laughs> for this guy. <laughs> So I, I, I made fun of the amount of smoke on stage for maybe a few minutes. And then I just did my normal set. Everything was fine. The audience were into it because they could see the smoke as well. And then the next day, turned up for like the tech rehearsal and there was a guy on the stage like fixing the lights and stuff. And he goes, oh, he come up to me and he goes, you really upset the smoke machine, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Which I didn't know was a was a role, but <laughs> they had a guy who was doing the smoke machine, yeah. and I and I was I, and I was I was like oh I didn't mean to upset him I was just messing about and stuff you know like the, I didn't no hard feelings or whatever like I was just I was just acknowledging a situation which I thought was weird <laughs> and then th- this guy goes this guy goes oh you better go and see the smoke machine guy because he's really angry <laughs> so. He was on the stage. I think he was probably checking the smoke machines. And I went over to him and I went, hey, look, um, I'm sorry if I upset you last night. I just thought there was a lot of smoke on stage. So I was just joking about it. But I was like, don't take anything personally. I was just, you know, I'm just messing about. And he just kind of looked at me and then just carried on working. (laughs) Fuck. Oh, boy. And then I said, I said, all right, I guess I guess now tonight you're just going to put even more smoke on the stage and then he like turned to me and he goes yep mate that's the plan for the rest of the week and then he just walked off so then then he he put more smoke on the stage like that night and i i had to reference it even more because i was like he's i got more jokes i don't, I don't know yeah i don't know what he think is, i don't know does he think i'm just going to ignore it and then <laughs> By the third night, Tom Ballard had some friends in the audience and 
we went for a drink with him after the show and th- this guy came up to me and he goes hey he goes i really enjoyed your set but he goes after about 10 minutes we couldn't see you <laughs> like, it was it was so thick that I, that I was undetectable on the stage man that's some real petty work for the smoke machine guy and i am fucking here for it and oh. then i was i was saying to um i was saying to the tour manager i can't even remember who it was but i was saying hey Look, this is a bit of a weird thing, but um, the smoke machine man has developed a vendetta against me. And he was putting so much smoke on the stage that people in the stores were coughing. Like, it was like... It was was like a fucking fog that was enveloping the whole theatre. And the stage manager was just saying to me, Ah, no, it's all in your head. So now I'm getting like I'm getting gaslit by the stage man. Yeah, yeah. the dude He's told like, you he was gonna do it. Yeah, he told me. I mean, I was the only witness to him telling me. So maybe maybe yeah. that's why she didn't believe me. And then, so I was on before the interval. Then there was a 25 minute interval. Then there was an MC. I think it was Dave Carlin. Then Ursula Carlson would go on, and. I think on the third night or the fourth night, when Ursula Carlton went on, so I reckon a good 45 minutes after I'd been on, there was still too much smoke <laughs> on the stage. And she, she was talking about it. So, Uh-oh. like, like he, was, I, he must have been getting angrier and angrier. And I said to her, look, this smoke machine man has got a grudge against me. That's why there's so much smoke on stage. And I... And I've tried to reason with him, but he's insane. <laughs> is there helping this guy? Man, man, this guy's I like a fucking uh, like an unhinged carny. Someone, something tells me this comes from the union. Oh, yeah, man. <laughs> no one can tell him shit, you know. <laughs> like he's got high off his own supply and he's fucking addled his brain. He's just huffing smoke all day. Some guys and just can't handle any power, huh? So the reason why it got fixed is on the penultimate night, Ursula Carlson, who's like much braver than I am, just went around the theatre and just unplugged all the smoke machines. <laughs> wow! Okay. So when I went on, when I went on on the final night, so he, she unplugged all the smoke machines, and because she, she was the only person that believed me, and it was like affecting her as well. <laughs> and when I went on on the final night, so I started off as I've had a really interesting week in Newcastle, like. I d- the smoke machine man of this theatre has developed a grudge against me because <laughs> we fled in the stage with smoke every night and he was like up in the booth I think he was doing the lights and everything as well and he was pushing the smoke <laughs> machine button <laughs> breaking his finger hit but more 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 <laughs> they'd all be disconnected so oh. <laughs> did you eyeball him the whole you time just... I would have done the whole set just eyeballing him <laughs> <laughs> that 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 was like a, that was a week long mug off. Oh, it's so funny that he thinks he's just gonna fuck with the comedian, and you're gonna stop teasing him about it. <laughs> I know, and I like I never. First of all, like when I was talking about it on the first night, like I was never personal about him or anything. I didn't yeah. even know who he was. Yeah. I was yeah. just like saying, "Oh, there's oh, I'll bet on the smoke." There's, but- a, there's a guy. Yeah. <laughs> the f- Pretty There's fucking two, heavy two fingers on the smoke machine. <laughs> <laughs> Old lead fi- uh, index finger yeah. over here. <laughs> Man, that's such a funny, <laughs> such a funny riff to have with someone. Oh man. <laughs> So far, I can just keep imagining your big Welsh face just slowly disappearing. <laughs> <laughs> like the swamp creature, like just hearing jokes. But like, where's it coming from? <laughs> just him opening the doors during the intermission as well. And just like smoke just bellowing out. You like those, sh- those yeah. ushers must have been terrified. Yeah. Well, he's a union delegate for sure. <laughs> oh, All right. This, absolutely. He smell, this smells like a union delegate if I've ever heard one. Does a terrible job. Everyone's scared of him. Like, <laughs> can't, manager, get fired. can't get fired. The manager of the theatre is like, like you're, it's in your head. They're like, I'm not fucking walking up to this cunt and telling him he's doing his job wrong. Ugh. Absolutely not. Hey, mate, that is like so angry to not even acknowledge you when you're apologising to him. You should have had one of those little pocket fans that just gone ring. <laughs> <laughs> I, re- I realised I realized when I started apologising to him on the second day and he like 
didn't look me in the eye until he went, yeah, that's the plan. To like <laughs> flood the stage with smoke. I realised that I was in way too deep. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm in a rip here. <laughs> oh, shout out to that guy. What a petty cunt, huh? Yeah. What, a, what an absolute fucking... Oh. Yeah, he had a long memory. Like, he'd clearly been... He'd clearly been wronged in the past. So nuts, though. <laughs> I like to think that you're on a list now, so if he ever sees you coming back, he's like, fucking unplug him again, cunt. Yeah. I've got spares. Yeah, this one's on a generator. <laughs> <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> Could you see him just furiously pressing the button? Yeah, on the final note. <laughs> Man, that would have made me laugh so hard. It's funny to fuck the entire show yeah. just to get to you. Yeah. Like, just to annoy you a little bit. <laughs> Were you on first as well? I was on second, so... Yeah, right, um, so it fucks half the show. It fu- yeah, it fucked me and it fucked Ursula. And then I think... I, f- I don't know if... T- I think Joel Creasy probably didn't care. But, like, the, <laughs> yeah. the other annoying thing was just telling the tour manager that it was happening. And they were just like... <laughs> There's no, no way this is happening. It. There's no way this is happening. <laughs> you, like, you sound insane. Why, <laughs> why, <laughs> why would I... The, to a wonder, clearly is like, oh, he's sensitive to dry ice, or you know, like mm. he's just being a diva. Yeah. <laughs> but, but like, I, literally, people couldn't see me in the audience. Like, it seems like it should have set off some sort of alarm. Like that's no. that's too much. Oh, you think he hasn't thought of that? Yeah, yeah man. <laughs> he's got it unplugged. unplugged all the smoke yeah. to take this. So he can fuck with Lloyd. He risked a forty k fine just to get Lloyd. <laughs> Turn off all the smoke detectors. We're getting this bastard. Oh, well, fuck yeah. Uh, someone, someone's told me uh, you had uh, quite a funny story about the time you did jury duty. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, I, I, was, um, I was asked to do jury duty in <laughs> London and I'd never, like, I'd never done it before. And I, I know people try and get out of it and stuff, but I was like, You're the first person do I've ever known who's done it. Or even, um, I, don't, I don't know if you did it. I haven't got to the end of the story. You can yet. defer. <laughs> what happened was they, I think they sent me a letter calling me for jury duty in Swansea in, in West Wales, which is the nearest court to my parents where I used to live. Mm. And I sort of like wrote them a letter back saying, Oh, no, I live in London now, thinking that I'd get out of it. <laughs> And then they were like, okay, if you live in London, then you can do it in London. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> and I I had work, like I had gigs. I was, a, I was, I think I was a professional comedian and I had gigs in the diary that they, that I just told them about and then they reimbursed me for. And wouldn't let you do the but, gigs? Pardon? And you weren't able to do the gigs then? No, you had to do, I had to take two weeks off work for um, the jury duty and... The first day um, when they pick the jury, so there's I don't know maybe there's like fifteen people or whatever, yep. and and the I think the defendant's barrister can kind of get rid of people. So I don't know maybe I should have put my dick on someone's shoulder <laughs> or uh, <laughs> acted up a bit. Yeah, yeah. But I go picked, and then we all go in a room, and there's one old guy who is like. I'm I'm the who's done jury duty before and nobody had apart from him. He goes, I've done it before. I want to be the chairman of the jury. <laughs> <laughs> what a fucking nerd! Uh oh. Well, and so immediately you've got like eleven other people then silently thinking, anyone but this kind. <laughs> <laughs> He just had a way about him where he was like, I, I've, I've done this before. I know what I'm doing. You guys don't know what you're doing. I'm going to be the, the, the foreman or the chairman of the jury. So then, well, let's have a vote. So we didn't vote for him. <laughs> <laughs> I'd love to see the ballot. <laughs> I think he, he put himself forward like, you know, like this is a done deal. And then there was just a feeling, there was an awareness in the room that, he was the wrong person to job. <laughs> it's so crazy to not win uh, an election that you're the only one that knew the election existed. Yeah. <laughs> you don't even have a candidate when yeah. you've called the election. Exactly. You're the only one that knows what it is and you still can't win yeah. it. The other thing is, though, that now you're stuck in a room with some cunt like the smoke machine man. <laughs> yeah. He's, <laughs> he's got 11 enemies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
Are you going to? So just... we also we had to. I, I mean, we were right not to pick him as the <laughs> foreman because I think you had to go around the table and you had to introduce yourself. You had to say my name, your age, I think, and your occupation. I can't remember if I said comedian. I might have said writer because I was like, yeah, I was yeah. wary. <laughs> anyway, one of the jurors, she was a professional golfer. So when it got to her, she said, oh, my name's Annika or whatever. I'm, I'm 32. I'm a professional golfer, right? And this guy, the rejected chairman of the jury, <laughs> oh, no. he goes, golf. He goes, that's the easiest game in the world. <laughs> <laughs> Which is one of the most wrong sentences I've ever heard. What an idiot. This guy sucks. Such a baby. And then he 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 tried to so I think she was like baffled obviously, but she was like, I'm not gonna argue this. It's, <laughs> sure. it's yeah. like beneath me as a concept. Yeah. The, the, the whole then, time he's just sitting there making up a real impressive job to lie about. <laughs> <laughs> astronaut me astronaut <laughs> world's fastest I man <laughs> i remember him saying he goes golf he goes you can just he goes if you hit the ball into into the bushes or or the trees or whatever you you can just pick it up and just walk it back onto the green and just put it back down on the green <laughs> that, does not understand golf at all <laughs> yeah and we were like no that's, that's not that's maybe crazy. Maybe you're thinking of crazy golf. Like <laughs> yeah. yeah. Croquet or something. Yeah, frisbee golf or something. <laughs> the, the other thing that he did was, so the case wasn't, it wasn't a particularly nice case. Adweird time. Guys, it's time to keep the lights on. So uh, I'll be doing the reading today. Looking for the ultimate stocking stuffers for this holiday season? Look no further because our sponsors, Manscaped, Jerry, you love this product. Can't get enough of it. Have the tools to make you win this year's stocking stuffer or white elephant competition. What's that? Uh, that's where you're the prettiest elephant in town and the correct color, white. Go the whites. Yep. And if the trunk is up, that means good luck. Manscaped is the only brand dedicated to below-the-waist grooming and hygiene products. And great news. They just released their products across Europe, Canada, and Australia. Oh, bonjour. Yes. Je m'appelle. Ashante. Uh-huh. Manscaped. <laughs> Guys, um, I'm just going to go off script here and just because I believe in the product so much. I love this product. Yeah. Like, uh, I can't stay single if I have this product. It's so good. It's oh. too good. Though I've been using the weed whacker on the nose and yeah. the. Wait, ball. have you got the weed whacker? I here? got the weed whacker. I, yeah. uh, I cannot wait to use the weed whacker yeah. on the nostril hairs because I'm just plucking them. It's great. You know, ladies, you can also use these products on your clams, on your partner's ball oh, bags. Sorry to interrupt you. I think it's pronounced clunge. Yep. Sorry. On the on your clunge, on your partner's ball bags, <laughs> you can use it too. Why not shave your partner's back? Yeah. If you're uh, dating Cameron Duggan. Yeah, fuck me. I was about to say, there's a back here that needs shaving. Disgusting. <laughs> yeah. We're going to have to get yeah. four manscapes strapped into a rake and then just <laughs> keep prodding until we kind of get some sort of movement on it. <laughs> Sign me up. <laughs> um, Luckily, we got the world's best shaver to do it, so it's um, it can be done. We'll get him. You man, know? we really need Duggan for these ad reads, huh? Yeah, we do. A few of their products that are prime stocking stuffers this season are the Crop Preserver, Ball Deodorant, Name speaks for itself. No need to uh, <laughs> go into that. <laughs> the Crop Reviver, also known as the Ball Toner, a spray-on toner that will give your balls a little slice of heaven with their aloe vera and hazel extracts. Yeah, I don't put creams on my face, but my balls. Oh, boy. Can't... Tell you what, you might want to add an extra extract cream to that, <laughs> to that list there, if you know what I'm saying, with this Ball Toner. Or the Crop Cleanser Body Wash, a full body wash that you can also use on your hair. Or the crop mop, ball wipes. Here we go. Now we're cooking. Yeah. You never know when an opportunity strikes, so you should get always be prepared. I guess they mean wiping your taint. Yeah, you... 40 degree day, you need them. A right. guy like me, I can never see the next route coming, so you want to be prepared. <laughs> <laughs> Amen to that, brother. Amen. <laughs> I don't know if it's next week or two years from now. It could be any time. 
The Foot Duster Foot Deodorant. Now, this is a product I need. Yeah. Designed to keep the stankiest feet smelling fresh. Well, you haven't seen mine. Yeah, those TNs, the, the beaters you use Ooh. for work, oh, I'm terrified. Oh, of my them. Lord. But no longer will I be scared of them with, the, like, with the foot deodorant. I take my shoes off after work and it looks like I've kept them in a foot spa <laughs> for, for eight hours. <laughs> so, what's going on here? <laughs> uh, well, no need to worry because I've got the Foot Duster now. Yeah. Shears 2.0 is a luxury four piece nail kit. Don't need it myself. I bite mine. Yeah, the this is product. I'm I'm a big fan. The yep. weed whacker nose and ear trimmer. I'm not using it on my ears. That's the day I give up. That's um, <laughs> that's when you're properly fucking old. Yeah. But you know, if you're an old cunt out there and you need to trim your ears, sure. this is a product for you. My nose hairs, but I, I can't keep them under control. But this weed whacker, I'm loving it, man. Me neither. I'm fucking going nuts. My my nose hairs. Yeah. Uh, and let's not forget about the best trimmer for your butt, balls, and body. The Lawnmower 3.0 trimmer offers a replaceable ceramic blade with advanced skin-safe technology, which helps reduce grooming accidents. Reduce? They're barely there if you... I None. Think, I've not had one yeah, in my... That I, might be something there for the lawyers, but just take it from me and Jerry. <laughs> couple of fucking rough toolers. Yeah. You know? All my tools are beaten to shit and barely work, but the... I've seen Jerry's framework. It's disgusting. <laughs> the noggins aren't in the right place. There's fucking nails flying I'll everywhere. I'll tell you this, not a ball hair out of place. <laughs> I'll tell you Not that. a ball hair out of place. To his credit, not a ball hair out of place. Yeah. Now, um, these formulations are all vegan, cruelty-free, dye-free, sulfate-free, and paraben-free. What's that one? I don't know, but it's probably going to be the next thing that kills a guy like yeah. me. So you know their products are legit. Cruelty-free. I don't know about that. Your missus probably has to <laughs> deal with the um, aftermath. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding, Manscaped. We love the product. Get 20% off plus free shipping at manscaped.com with code MUGOFFS. All caps? Yeah. Or lowercase. Doesn't lower matter. Case it works. And uh, you know, make sure no matter what code's in there, delete that shit. Put in MUGOFFS. We want your money. That's our, that's, that's our money you earned. <laughs> And we need it. So, um, guys, this is a call to action, and this is required by us contractually. Legally. <laughs> Legally, we have to tell you that. Get 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com with code MUGOFF. The ballsiest Go. gift giver of this year be is... <laughs> All right, no, let me yes, tell you this one. Please. Be the ballsiest gift giver this year with Manscaped. He wasn't a bad... I don't think he was a bad person. I think he just made a couple of mistakes. And the, the trial was about him kind of not looking after his kids properly. Anyway, when we have to deliberate... So this was maybe... I don't know. You, you're booked for like two weeks and maybe the trial was like seven or eight days or whatever. And then at the end, they're like, right, you got to go and deliberate. And we all go into the room to sit down and... Old mate, the guy that uh, was the rejected foreman, <laughs> he goes off the bat. He goes, he's definitely guilty, <laughs> and you won't convince me otherwise. <laughs> and I, I was like, I was like, we have to talk. Like we. Ha we have to talk about this. Like, you know, I've seen 12 Angry Men. There has to be a discussion. And he was just like, no, he's guilty. And he, he wouldn't even entertain the idea of, of him, the guy being innocent, or talk about any of the points. <laughs> he wouldn't even talk about it. Could he explain why he thought he was, he was just, guilty? He was just like, he was just like, yeah, yeah, I think he's guilty. I was like, yeah, well, there are other people here who think he's guilty as well, but, you, like, it has to be decided by the group and we have to go over the evidence and we have to like come to some kind of <laughs> consensus rather than this like fucking death penalty mad anti-golf bastard <laughs> <laughs> the, the other thing is they go when you do i mean it's really scary to do jury duty because you realize just how stupid <laughs> other people can be Oh yeah, and you have to decide. You have to kind of decide someone's, um, you know, fate with, with these other people. And they tell you when you do jury duty, you're not allowed to talk about the case with anyone else, apart from the twelve of you when you're in this one room together. So especially not on a podcast. You... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I've given away too many details. Oh, you're in a different country but, yeah. now. It's fine. 
Um, so obviously, like when you arrive, sometimes you arrive at the same time as other jury members. You have lunch and you have to stay in the. There's like a canteen for the jurors and stuff as well, and so they they pretty much tell you every day. Like, you're not allowed to talk about this until you're in the room together. And everyone's like, yeah, cool. Can, can I guess and who then... is flaunting this rule? <laughs> <laughs> well, the Actually, caterer. so, I, and I was just, like, trying to keep to myself when I was in, n- not in, the, you know, in, in the deliberation room. And I was, like, sat at the table, eat my lunch, and one of the other Jews, a woman, came up, and she sat next to me. And she said, ah, oh, um, where do you live? And I was like, oh, uh, I live like in Northfields, which isn't far from here. And she's like, oh, all right, I live in South Ealing. I was like, oh, cool, like it's nearby. I was like thinking she's going to like give me a lift home or something. <laughs> and she goes, um, why don't you come around my house tonight and um, I'll cook us dinner and we can solve this together. <laughs> <laughs> Like we'd like we'd sort it out like in an evening over a fucking casserole and then just go back and just say to the judge the next day, You can end it now we because it. We did a bit of we did a bit of overtime and uh, we've we've got it. Yeah. <laughs> How do you get out of that dinner? I, I genuinely said to her, No, we're not allowed to talk about it unless we're in the all twelve of us are in the room together. Also it's like I don't want to come around your house. You're a stranger. I've never met you. (laughs) And I guess it could get pretty heated because, like, in the deliberation room, there were, and there are always people. I mean, this is like a cliche of like 12 angry men, but there are people that are just like, I I don't want to do this anymore. So I'll just vote with the rest of the group. Mm. Fuck. This chick sounds not hot. Good Lord. <laughs> I can't I only remember her just saying, Do you wanna come around for dinner and we'll we'll solve the case and like I and it, it blew my mind. That's In it. my head, it, you'd never take your eyes off your sandwich or whatever you're eating. You just go, no, we don't talk about it. Like, you never saw this woman's face. Like, just... I was, I was actually, I was in a um, op shop earlier on today. I was, I like looking for music, um, CDs and stuff. And there's a woman there who was like looking for DVDs, and there's me and another guy were like looking at CDs, and she pulled out. A DVD of the what of the wire, oh, and nice. she turned to us and she goes, um, "Have either of uh, you two ever watched this uh, the wire um, series?" <laughs> and uh, the guy, he just I, he clearly knew crazy was upon us, and he <laughs> ran off. He just but I was like, I was like, no, I've never seen the wire. Sorry, and I carried on looking at CDs. Then she goes, "Are you telling me?" You, none of your friends have ever seen The Wire and you've never heard any recommendations about The Wire, whether it's good or bad. And I said, no, I, I don't... I, I, Because I, I didn't want to continue the conversation. I didn't want to go... I didn't want to say, well, yeah, actually, it's critically acclaimed. It's famously, people love it. And I, I said, no, none, none of my friends have ever watched The Wire. And then she said, okay... Will you tell me your top ten TV series of all time? <laughs> <laughs> and I said, no, I want to look at the CDs. And she said, okay, I'm very sorry. <laughs> How old was this lady? I reckon she's in her fifties. Yeah, old enough to know better, huh? I mean, you've got a, you, you've got a, you've. You've got a, a very loose appreciation of pop culture if you've never heard anything about the wire. Yeah. <laughs> like, what's the game? Like, I you? couldn't help her with a problem she had. <laughs> if she was suddenly like, oh, do you know anything about this program? They're all yellow. They're called The Simpsons. <laughs> <laughs> never heard of it. <laughs> Just to go walking around demanding someone's top ten as yeah. well. Like, oh, that's, that, that's, that fucking rules. <laughs> I mean, if I'd had more time, I had to come back for this. I mean, if I'd had more time, I would have. <laughs> oh, we would have understood. <laughs> I don't reckon you would have got away after the top ten, though. No. There was. She no, had a couple I more think lists. She would have started looking for my top ten on the shelves. <laughs> <laughs> it's like an op shop. I'm not a genie. 
that well, rules. Was this chick hot? No, I, hot chicks don't talk to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm starting to notice a thing. <laughs> I was speaking of which, we were in Newcastle the other day. Jerry and I did a gig up there. And um, after the gig, we were sitting outside. Um, no smoke machines where we were. No, no. There were, it was an old church. Yeah. We were sitting outside. I was smoking a cigarette. And Jerry was coughing or whatever. Um, just having a beer. And this girl walks past us and she was so drunk. And she goes, you two weren't the, the comedians on earlier, were you? And we just oh, kind of went like... I said no. Yeah, no, that that wasn't us. Like We we were just on. She, she was emceeing and I was like... <laughs> she just listened to Jerry for 20 minutes and seen me no less than eight times <laughs> during the night. And she goes, yes, you were. You were. Ah, oh, yeah, fuck, you no, got us. Rats caught us. You got us. So she, she goes, oh, hi, and introduces herself. She leans in for the kiss with both of us as well. Kisses us both on the cheek. Wild move in these times. And then she goes... Uh, yeah, so you must have been on first. Like, oh, now you fucking remember, huh? <laughs> she goes, we, were you on first? I was like, well, yeah, I was hosting. And she goes, oh, that's weird. My mate, my mate over there said that uh, the, the first guy on was cute. And I was like, really? And then she's just looking at me like real perplexed. And she's like, so you were on first. And she, that's weird because she keeps saying that the, the first guy was cute. And I just, yeah. I don't know why she said that. And I, I was loving this. <laughs> I was just kind of saying, and she just kept repeating it. And I was like, wait, are you, are you negging me? And then she kind of got the shits because we were being dicks about it. <laughs> like, hey, you called me ugly 15 times. Yeah, you just come over here and be like, she's off her fucking head. I don't know what's wrong with her. Yeah. And now I'm being rude. I'll tell you what's wrong with her. She's wearing a leopard print skirt, which uh, should have been a warning sign, you know? So. Ooh. <laughs> Timeless look. look. When, I, when I was in um, Sydney like last week or whatever, after the Opera House gig, we went to the... You know, there's a bar called a opera bar or something yeah. that looks over the the harbour bridge. Yeah. And we had we had drinks and stuff and it was all good. And then we were leaving. I was walking back towards the where you get the taxis from, is it the circular key or whatever? Yeah. yeah. And I was with um who was there? Uh Zoe Kumsma and um Rowan who works at Tolkien and we were walking along and this woman out of nowhere grabs me really like forcefully by the <laughs> forearm and then she's she's like absolutely cunted and she points a finger in my face and she goes i know who you are and, <laughs> whoa jura number I, eight <laughs> <laughs> we were gonna solve this thing together <laughs> and i and i just and i kind of froze in fear she had quite a a forceful grip on my forearm <laughs> And then she goes, Sam Bridges. <laughs> and I don't know who I didn't know who Sam Bridges was, but Rome was like, he's an AFL footballer. And so nice. I said to her, I, I I'm not Sam Bridges. And she goes, Sam Bridges, you're Sam Bridges. And then she had like a bunch of mates at the bar and she was screaming at them. I've got some bridges. <laughs> it's some bridges. I've got him. Like he can't go anywhere. <laughs> and I had to. I had to like shake her off. Get a claw off my arm, and then we we actually we actually ran away. And Zoe Hume's ma was sort of just in front of us, and she thought the woman was repeatedly shouting sandwiches. <laughs> <laughs> but then. I get in the car and I, I Google. I was like, "Who's Sam Bridges?" Anyway, I want to find out who this guy is. And I Google him, and I, he's an AFL player. And I look enough. We look nothing like each other, apart from we're both ugly white men. <laughs> oh, <no>. <laughs> <laughs> I'm guessing he's not Welsh either. I think he's an Australian guy. I mean, he he has a Welsh look about him. <laughs> oh, no, <laughs> <laughs> that's a very low. I think uh, <laughs> a Welsh look about him. Yeah, this um, this woman after she left, I was like, she definitely wasn't talking about me. She walked, sort of walked away, and I saw her friend just kind of like peer down, saw me, was like, uh, just uh, no. <laughs> and, and just walked away. She was so disappointed. <laughs> Who was on first then? Lakasha. Ooh, she wanted some of that low cash. Yeah, yeah. it's just like a classically it's handsome man. Often, often members of the public don't think that the MC is a comedian. Yeah, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so she was like, "You, you, 
you were who was on first and it's like you well you weren't on first even though you were yeah one one lady was yelling out about that like when does the show start like, yeah <laughs> where, where to, to cameron's credit you know like i give him a lot of shit about being a drunk and uh having too many beers and stuff yep. but he uh started the show it was a bit a bit rough giant church yep. thing he's doing he's doing good you know but not amazing he then has like a hundred beers between the first <laughs> half and so comes back out for the second half. I've never seen anyone kill harder. <laughs> Absolute destroy, shaking his arm around, <laughs> pissed, just yelling, and people could not be laughing harder. So he was right. You know? I really turned it up to eleven. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and then uh, I remember when the show finished, you we got a beer, and you go, oh, "I've had so many of these." <laughs> <laughs> Good lord! <laughs> yeah, they just weren't working. Yeah, <laughs> and a shout out to the podcast fans that came to the show. Oh yeah, that was front row. Much appreciated. Oh. We're um we're getting to the pointy end of the of the podcast here, Lloyd. Have you got any more muggos to take us out? Yeah, any uh, scooter related ones that we should know about? <laughs> any what what scooter? Scooter? Yeah. Um. Midgets? Scooters? Oh. <laughs> I wasn't, that wasn't really a mug off. We've got to hear the yarn, though. <laughs> Do you want me to tell the story? Oh, I'd love to, please, if that's okay. <laughs> okay we can edit anything ed- out if you need to. Like. Yeah, we'll send you... You can, you can give Unless, us a Unless, of course, you have a story that you want to tell us that you think yeah. will be funnier. Oh, I don't know. This premise is pretty fucking red hot. <laughs> I'll tell the story and then you can, I guess you can decide. So, um, they don't do this anymore during the Edinburgh Fringe, but the the um, award ceremony, when it used to be sponsored by the Perrier, was like absolute carnage. It was, <laughs> it was always in the evening and um, there was always a bar where you, you could get free drink if you had a special wristband or whatever and there were always incidences of like fights or <laughs> people people kicking off because they they thought they were famous and they couldn't get in oh, sick i i was a very new comic and i, I don't know what had happened but we i got an invite to the perrier party and i think it was alexis dubas as well who um, I knew at the time, and he had like a VIP wristband thing. So I think, yeah, we were as we were arriving, someone was leaving and went, "Do you want these VIP wristbands? It means you can get free booze." So we were like, "Yeah, that's fucking okay. great." And we were at the party, and we we're getting like blitzed. And the other thing about the party was they they'd always have like weird games or <laughs> sponsors would do something. And this one particular year, they had a it was like a football pitch. And there were four motorized scooters that were in the shape of footballs. There were goals either end, and there was a giant inflatable football. And it was like two versus two driving these motorized scooters. This sounds so fun. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> Trying to score goals, and like, there's a drunk comedians. And anyway, so like at the end of the night, I think the party usually finished like 2 or 3 a.m. We'd all been in the free bar, and they would. You could just basically go in and just say, "I want a bottle of champagne." I've got like six mates out there, and they just give you a bottle of champagne. And we were all just like, we were all just on the sides of the dance floor. And they, the the DJ said, "All right, we're gonna we're gonna play a couple of slow songs or whatever." But we, I think we were all we were all young. We were all just having a drink, and just people are genuinely like slow dancing together, and then. <laughs> I don't know if she's an American or Canadian comedian. Um, she refers to herself, I think, as a midget, but I don't think that's the politically correct mm. uh, term. What well, yeah. is? It is uh, their she, word, so if she says it's fine. I think yeah, it's a little person is the mm. preferred. Yeah, or someone that has dwarfism anyway. Who, yep. Who's a very funny stand-up comedian called Tanya Lee Davis. She'd been on those motorized football scooters, <laughs> and. A security guard who was clearly unaware of what he was letting himself in for <laughs> went over to her and said, "Look, the night's ending. Like you've got to, you've got to get off this scooter now because we've got to like pack them away and stuff." <laughs> and she goes, "Fuck you!" and drives the scooter like crashes it through the side of the pitch, <laughs> and then 
there's quite quite a speed on it and she just the the football pitch is in like a side room she careers out of the side room and then drives into the main room and plows just absolutely decimates about 10 couples that are slow dancing that have no idea what's going on that's one of the funniest things I've ever seen in my life. Do you, like, do you remember the song that was playing at the time? <laughs> I, I know. I, all I remember is like I've, there was an obvious problem at the side of the room. We all kind of looked to our left. Tanya Lee Davis is driving a motorized football scooter. She's all she's given a finger. <laughs> behind her to a security guard that's trying to chase her and then there's a good you know you know that bit in austin powers where he's driving the steamroller and there's there's someone that's like 20 foot away going no 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 stop and so then we've got a good maybe five seconds of watching like what's about to happen because there's space between her and the people slow dancing <laughs> and she's heading straight at them she's got nowhere to go and it was like it was like temping bowling but with human beings like she she knocked people to the floor it was fucking brilliant <laughs> if you fall i will catch you time after time <laughs> me me <laughs> fucking move it <laughs> Oh, good. Oh, that one might have broken me. Yeah. <laughs> that was so good. I would give anything to see that. I'd murder everyone in this room to see that. Yeah, I, I'd, I'd lay down what? to die just so you could see it. I think. I think because of, uh, of incidents like that, now they do it in the, on like a Sunday afternoon, oh, and good thinking. Everyone's everyone's sat on big circular tables, and there's there's no fun to be had at all. Thanks, Tanya. Oh. <laughs> what a way to go out, though. Oh, my God. Yeah. Go out on a scooter dressed as a yeah. soccer ball. Fuck it. The year after, just telling everyone else at the table, you know, the reason we're sitting at tables, right? <laughs> <laughs> Tanya. <laughs> She's on a high chair on another table. <laughs> Is she still around, though? I would be dining out on that story forever. I saw her two, still... two years ago. She was out here two years yeah, ago. Yeah, she's. She's. I think she goes between the states and the UK. But she's. The last time I gigged with her was in maybe in Liverpool. Like yeah. she's still. She's still a gig. She's still funny. Kill, like killer act. Yeah. I wouldn't. I wouldn't fuck with her at all. No like way. She's, she's got like a devilish sense of humour. That rules. Oh, oh, fuck me. <laughs> That's so good. Oh man. We might have to pull the stuff. Also, up like there. when That's the when the. When the bouncer catches up with us, like, like if it was me, like he could like choke you out, manhandle me out of the venue or whatever. But like, what does he? Grabs her by the scruff of the neck, I suppose. (laughs) She's like, what do you do? You just, just have to like gently get her off the scooter and then just ask her to behave for the rest of the night. (laughs) Admit you've been beat. Imagine him catching up with her being like, that was actually pretty funny. Yeah. <laughs> I was only chasing you to tell you how funny that was. That's actually it. Like, I already quit. I quit halfway through you coming in there. It was too funny. I couldn't do anything. <laughs> oh. oh, boys. They're my doors for this week, I think. So much, uh, thanks so much for coming on, Lord. Yeah, thanks, man. Thanks for having me, guys. Sorry we couldn't catch you when you were here, but we'd love to get you back on next time you're up mm. here. Oh, yeah. De- when I'm back in... I think I'm back in Sydney in... Um, February or something. Oh, so yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll come back on. Fuck yeah, that'd be great. Oh. Um, thanks so much. Oh, oh, uh, sorry, do you have anything to plug, Lloyd? Do you have anything to promote or anything? Oh yeah, um, I'm doing some shows next year with um, Anne Edmonds uh, called Business with Pleasure. Oh my Ooh. god, what a treat if you get a ticket to that. That's yeah, the two of the two of the where, great. Where are you guys doing that at? I think we're doing. Um, Brunswick Heads Picture House, Sydney Opera House, um, the Malt House in Melbourne are opening like an outdoor stage, and we're doing Adelaide Fringe as well, I think. And we're going to try and put more dates in as well. Sick. Oh, Keep we're an eye out for that. that. Where can people get tickets for that? Just online or? Uh, yeah, I think they, they're they going to be releasing them like in the next week or two. Um, some of them are already available. But I think if you just put in like Anne Edmonds, Lloyd Langford, then they, come you'll out, find yeah. them. Sick. Well, make sure yeah, you get perfect. down to that show. Yeah. Uh, make sure you subscribe on iTunes or Spotify. 
Uh, follow Mug Off 69 and check out the Facebook group, Mug Off, for all the videos and uh, getting in there and chatting with the boys. Uh, thanks so much for listening, Get on that guys. Patreon, too. Mm. We'll catch Patre- you next week. Thanks again, Lloyd. Baby.